Well, hello, 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 and happy Tinsel Tuesday. Tinsel Tuesday. Um, yep. Tinsel because it's a holiday episode and Tinsel was the only festive T word that I could think of that goes Alliteration. I love it, Stephanie. Yeah, we love some alliteration. Anyways, welcome back or welcome to Like a Local Podcast, the podcast that allows you to trip without falling into those tourist traps. We're your host, Stephanie Gerard. And Katie Hilton, and each week we will be bringing you to a new city where we interview a local themselves. They're going to tell us where to stay, where to eat, what to do, where to drink, and we're saving you time. We're saving you from looking like a tourist, and we're saving you that time. Yes, we are your trip planners. Some tinsel time. We're saving you some tinsel time on a Tuesday. (laughs) But let's get into today's episode where we are going to New York. New York. There's no better way to describe your experience. What the hell is that? There's no better way to describe your experience in New York during the holidays than simply saying it's magical. Even if you are not a fan of the hustle and bustle, visiting the city during the holidays is an experience not to be missed. There's a reason why everyone says it's the most wonderful time of the year and best time to experience the Big Apple. If you weren't trapped in the year 2020, which we all are, the world would be your oyster. There would be Broadway shows, large crowds for tree lightings, the classic Radio City Rockettes, themed restaurants. Um, But even for this shit show of a year, there are still a few options. Either A, you are a local and you should, you do fit in, you should be there. Or B, Mm -hmm. you are ignoring the bags and the pleas and all of the government mandated travel restrictions that are still implemented we're no experts, so we asked Bianca Baja Mendez to help New York lovers experience Christmas in the city the way locals do. Bianca is the executive editor for Secret Media Network, who previously worked exclusively for Secret NYC, which is a guide for the best of everything in the five boroughs. Everything meaning restaurants, bars, shows, exhibits, etc. Everything. Could you think of anyone better to help you with your holiday trip? than living like a local during the holidays in the best city in the world. Without further ado, New York, like a local, holiday edition. All right, you guys, if you are a Grinch, you might not like this episode, but we are here with Bianca Bahamandes, and she is giving us the local lowdown of New York during the holidays. Bianca, thank you so much for coming on. Before we get the local lowdown, we would love for you to introduce yourself, tell us how long you've lived in New York, what you do for a living. Sure, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Excited to chat with you today. So I'm the executive editor at Secret Media Network for North America. And prior to this, I was actually working solely on Secret NYC as the editor. Um, I've lived here in New York for a little over five years now. and. Yeah, that's that's pretty much my deal. It sounds like such a fun job. It sounds very, very difficult and and hard at times, but it seems like you get a lot of perks of seeing the different places and new restaurants and. Yeah, I mean that's definitely the fun aspect of the job, and you know, getting to share it with everyone. But for me, it was also just getting to learn about the city, especially since I I was pretty new here. Um, when I first started, it, it helped me learn so much faster about all the things to do and and everywhere that people should go or avoid. So I'm just glad to be able to share it with everyone. I can't tell you how many posts we saved from Secret NYC when we were planning on coming. It's definitely an awesome Instagram. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. But because this is a holiday episode, 
Question before we get into the local lowdown. What is your favorite Christmas movie? So favorite Christmas movie, um, I'd actually probably have to say The Nightmare Before Christmas. I know that's like also Halloween-y, but it's one of my favorites. But actually recently I saw Holiday, and I thought that was surprisingly funny. I wasn't really sure. I thought it was just going to be like another cheesy holiday movie that's like a guilty pleasure. And maybe it still kind of is for some, but I actually got some good laughs. So recommending it. <laughs> is that the one with um, Emma Roberts? Yes. Yeah. And I don't know what the actor's name is, but he's great as well. He was a cutie. He was very cute. Right? I need to see it, but our friends had their parents over for Thanksgiving and they they spent the night. And so they were like, let's watch a nice little holiday movie. Like, oh, it's Netflix. Like, it'll be it'll be great. And then um, the first line, I'm not going to repeat it, but um, it was very inappropriate. And then I think oh, no. it made everybody feel uncomfortable after that. But so don't watch it with your parents, guys, but yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you guys really liked it. Yeah, it's really funny. I'm going to add it to my list. Katie, what's your favorite holiday movie? I mean, no brainer. I love Home Alone. That's a classic. Yeah. But also, It's a Wonderful Life. What's your favorite? I love um, Home Alone. And I also love a good claymination. So think like Rudolph, the one with the Heatmeister. I just love him. Oh, I was scrolling through Instagram the other day. And it was a sponsored ad. It was not free form, but it was like the 25 days of Christmas. And it had all of the movies like Rudolph and The Grinch and Home Alone, probably Harry Potter. It had all of those. I never got why Harry Potter was like in the lineup. Like I've never seen it, but like it's not a Christmas movie, is it? Like I know it's not a Christmas movie. No, it's it's like it's not, but I feel like there are some, you know, cozy wintry vibes to it. Like you could definitely spend a cold day just like uh-huh. binging. Okay. I don't know if I put it in a Christmas movie, but there there are like Christmas trees at some point, right? I feel like they have the holidays happening during the time. And in the first movie, love Harry Potter, although I can't say I'm like a diehard fan because I never read the books, but in the first movie, they do go on like holiday break and Ron's like, happy Christmas, Harry. Got it. Okay. So that qualifies it as a Christmas movie. Okay. Before we get into the holiday things to do to eat, to drink around New York. Are there any particular neighborhoods or hotels that you suggest somebody stays in to really get you in the the holiday spirit? If you're going to stay somewhere, typically I'd say to avoid Midtown, but actually for the holidays, the Loti uh, New York Palace, it is a bit fancy. So it's probably not in like everyone's price point. But you know, if you are looking to splurge a little on yourself, Mm -hmm. uh, I recommend it. Mostly because they just, one, they like deck out. First of all, you have this grandiose feel to it already. And then they just deck it out for the holidays with a bunch of trees inside. It's really gorgeous, magical. And then also outside, even if you don't stay there, you could still kind of walk through and get the same feeling. And they just do it really nicely every single year. And it's actually, so the reason I normally say to avoid that area is because that is where like, you know, the Rockefeller Center is and Saks and all the tourists usually. This year, it's been a little quieter in that regard, which is actually pretty nice, especially for locals, I think. But you're already near, you know, the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree and the Saks Fifth Avenue light displays. 
So that would be where I'd say to stay. Since there's unfortunately not a lot of traveling for for us all this year, it sounds like it would be a great place for locals and having just a little staycation. Totally. Yeah. If you're looking to do something for yourself and, you know, we haven't really been able to travel all that much. So splurging might just be a nice little treat yourself mm-hmm. situation um, that, that I'd say to stay there. Though there are plenty of other places that you could stay as well. Williamsburg, the William Vale is a great spot too. So yeah, there's there's plenty of places. What are your thoughts on the the Plaza Hotel? In what sense? Like it's I don't think it's gonna be in my budget for quite some time, but is it like worth it to go like go walk around? Cause I know that they have they have like a little cafeteria area. I bring it up because last year we were in um, the city with my husband's family and it was very festive, very beautiful, very crowded. So I can understand why it'd be closed right now, Um, but it was very cute. So maybe next year, if anything, it'll just get you in the holiday spirit. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a great, it would be a great area to be in for sure. And just to get some clarification, this is where Eloise stayed, right? (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. I'm I'm tracking now. Okay. okay. And it was in Home Alone. Yes. It's like if we're speaking of opulence, this is the place. Um, it's not on my personal radar, just you know, financially speaking. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, to each their own. And if you can, like, more power to you. Fun fact: I was reading that Donald Trump owns the you know hotel, and he said that they were allowed to film there as long as he could be in the movie. So if you remember when he's walking I do through, remember that. I remember yeah. that being a thing. I think that they. I mean, don't quote me, guys. Don't come after me, but um, I think that he let them film there for free. He just wanted just a little cameo in there. Oh, for sure. So usually when we do the local lowdown, we do where to eat, where to drink, and then things to do. So I'm thinking we can kind of go in that order. So let's talk food. Are there any holiday-themed restaurants? So typically there are this year because it's mostly outdoor. Everything's outdoors. There isn't – I don't know if I would say holiday-themed, but there are a lot more of those like igloos, wintry dining experience and like private dining experiences that used to just pop up at like one or two places around the city and now are becoming uh, more of a mainstay across a bunch of restaurants and bars even. So, so yeah, there's a few of them. There's of course 235th, which is always, you know, every year it's a go-to spot for like the igloos on their rooftop and has gorgeous views of the Empire State Building and Manhattan in general. This year, there's a number of other places that have jumped in on that igloo private dining trend Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons. People are looking to stay, one, warm with all the outdoor dining (laughs) needs, and also, two, they still want, you know, you still want to have that festive feel. Uh, mm-hmm. and not feel like you're so outdoors, you know, it, it is cold out here and, and getting colder. So it's a, a lovely little like workaround for, for that. That being said, there's also Mr. Purple. There is Italy's little rooftop that they do super cute. Which location um, is, is So that? Italy in the, in Flatiron, they have a, a little rooftop 
dining area restaurant. There's also the rooftop at Pier 17 in the Seaport District. They have these cute little greenhouses, kind of, but they have all these twinkling lights and lit up trees around them. And they're just like private cabins almost, but with, you know, glass walls. So you can see the Brooklyn Bridge and the waterfront. Um, Incredible. Yeah, it's so lovely. They actually make you feel holiday, like in the holiday spirit. Typically, we'd have like Rolf's and like Oscar Wilde Bar would get super decked out indoors. They're a little like, I, I don't want to use the word like gaudy, but like over the top already. And so then they throw all this holiday decor in their space and it's really gorgeous. But unfortunately, you know, this year people can't really go indoors. So all of these places have kind of closed or aren't really doing the over the top decorations indoors at least. So that part is definitely sad, but there's still there's still a number of things to check out. How's Rolf's doing? Like aren't they decorated for Christmas like August through March or something? Like they're Yeah, it's like a majority of the year. It's definitely past the Christmas season for a bit and I imagine that's probably because so many people want to check it out and I applaud them for letting everyone kind of see it past the holiday season because there are like these a pre-ski, right? That's how you say it. Like those dining experiences that are only like three or four weeks long. And that's really hard, of course, because everyone wants to try to do it and it's very limited. So Rolf's is such a magical space. that it is nice to have that feeling for a bit longer, especially, you know, come January, it gets really dark and like snowy here and all that Christmas magic is kind of gone for the most part. It's nice to have that little bit to hold on to. So I've been looking to see if they're doing like outdoor anything and I haven't seen that, but I'll have to pop by and just check it out for myself because even if they just let us like peek through the window, (laughs) I'd love to just like go by and be like hello Christmas (laughs) let me just get a glimpse of this beautiful yeah exactly like can I just pretend I'm inside like toasty please yeah one post-holiday depression is real two for the non-educated Rolf's is that what it's called Rolf's yeah R-O-L-F apostrophe S Okay. Is it one of those places that just looks like Christmas threw up all over the place? Yeah. I wish like I could actually show you guys a photo (laughs) through audio. (laughs) (laughs) Once you look it up, you're going to be like, oh, I've seen this everywhere. It looks like just you're in – like I kind of imagine it as a super intense Christmas tree, like one you'd see in any mall or – city I guess when they really like deck it out and you just like jump into the Christmas tree I imagine that's oh wow how you would feel you are in you are the Christmas tree here you're in the Christmas tree wow yeah like if you were just like taken like if they just shrunk us all and Mm -hmm. threw us into the tree North Pole yes yeah yeah exactly you're going to dine with the elves in the North I have a question. Any other places we want to chat through for food and drink? So Miracle on 9th Street, I know they have them now like all over the country, but it's so fun. There's there's usually a couple locations. It's on East 9th 
actually. It's typically here at the Mace Bar in like East Village area. And again, they get all decked out and make a lot of holiday specific cocktails, which are fun. And they come in fun mugs, uh, Santa shaped mugs or a reindeer. So, so those are cute to do. That one I would, that one I would recommend. They do like eggnog, like spiked eggnogs. Are you an yeah. eggnog girl? Not really. I'll have one, but I wouldn't consider myself an eggnog gal per se. <laughs> do you like apple cider? What about you guys? Oh, I love, yeah, cider I could do for sure. Mold wine all day. Love a good mold wine. <laughs> Wait, Katie, do you like eggnog? Yeah, I like it. I um feel I mean it's just so heavy. It's definitely a treat. Yes, a treat. Like I'm not you know? pounding back a gallon of eggnog. Exactly. Like I'm not, you know, taking them back like, oh yeah, let me get an eggnog. <laughs> no, I'll take another. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um there's also Sippin' Sippin' Santa, which is a part of the same like team that puts on Miracle in general, but Miracle on Ninth specifically here. And it's a, it's like a tiki vibe Santa on the beach. Oh. In other years, it has been like they've had multiple, but I think this year it's just at Boilermaker, which is also in the East Village, Lower East Side adjacent area. Okay. No one can see, but I'm doing like hand motions of <laughs> where that area. She's is. walking us through the neighborhood right now. <laughs> exactly. There was. I do not want to keep talking about my trip last year. Memories are all we have right now. <laughs> I know, I know. But we, I did find this one place. I mean, I did, I did extensive research, of course, before we went. But there was this one bar, and there's a million bars, so you might not know what I'm talking about. But there was this really cute bar in Brooklyn, and it had like a greenhouse, and then they had like, I don't even know. I'm telling you this. There's probably a million. But anyways. No, so- go for it. I love to hear of like new places. If I don't already know about it, I'm obviously going to look into it. That's the other thing about this. It's like I'm saying the places that like I know about, but I'm sure there's so many other places that fly under the radar that are just as great. Mm-hmm. I've actually moved to Brooklyn more recently, like in the last couple months. So mm-hmm. I'm recently obsessed with obviously checking out like my neighborhood. So I'm always looking for new spots here because I think before I was pretty focused on Manhattan because again, I was living in Manhattan and in the East Village, Lower East Side area. So that was mostly what I knew, but I'm always open to to hearing about new places. And I'm also just curious if if I've been here. Are you liking Um, Brooklyn better? It's really different. You know, in Manhattan, not that you can't walk from Brooklyn to wherever you need to go. But um, I found myself spending more time walking in Manhattan, which I really enjoyed. But Brooklyn is, it's just more, it feels more local, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I guess that's kind of like the New York stereotype of Mm -hmm. like, Manhattan is only like, transplants and whatever business people I guess but but yeah no Brooklyn's been really nice and there's just a little more space out here Mm -hmm. which is nice quarantine definitely taught me that being in a studio no matter the cost is rough when you're just with four walls for three months on end so Brooklyn was like a necessary change 
Yeah. Um, and now I have a living room and a kitchen and my own room and a bath. You know, like I have a little bit more space to work from. So that's a plus. Yeah, yeah I did find the place. Oh, what? So I think it's normally called Sunday in Brooklyn, but during the holidays, it's Snowball in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sunday in Brooklyn, actually, it's a really good brunch spot. They're known for their super fluffy pancakes that almost look fake if you've ever seen a photo of them with like, I think it's like, I don't know if it's a hazelnut or like chocolate kind of glaze on top. Bit. But yeah, that's that's a good place. But I've actually I haven't been there for their holiday. I don't for know. Their, Fest- yeah. their holiday festivities. Their yes, there their we go. Setup. Thank you. Thank you. I need to be assist there. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe I'll check it out now that I'm I'm here. I, I mean, I don't know. It could be a touristy place and I it caught my eye. But no, it's, it's worth, that was a good find. You you did well on that one. Thank you. Good job, Katie. Pops for Katie. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, there's, I mean, there's just other like fun places I think you could go, which are are good any time of year, but that are putting in that extra effort to make you know outdoor dining heated and and such and decorate their outdoor space. So I think there is actually more of like this magical aspect to New York right now in general, because of the outdoor dining, you can actually like walk, you know, up and down the sidewalks and you, you're already immersed in those twinkling lights. Cause of course everyone's trying to make the outdoor spaces nice. Right. But there's also like Lorelei beer garden that has a back patio that is open air. Um, and for every holiday season, they, put up really nice decorations and make it feel really cozy, even though it is kind of a sprawled out space. So, so yeah, that would be another one I recommend. That's just nothing over the top, you know, just a fun place to go. There's also the Kindred in East Village, which is another nice heated outdoor space um, that have decorated nicely for the winter season, not, you know, solely for holidays. I think there's a little bit more of an overlap this year in, in that regard. Oh, sorry. So I actually just remembered the cafe. I think I said cafe des Sol on the Upper West Side. It was cafe des Soleil. I never say that correctly. (laughs) Like I know it's, I know that's like a, a common show even right uh no but not cafe what is it um Cirque du Soleil right so it's like a play off of that I guess um Cafe du Soleil on the Upper West Side they created these I don't know if you guys have saw you know on social media and such as well they made they're not igloos so much as they are personal bubbles um along the sidewalk so those are fun too Uh, Mr. Purple is always a nice little rooftop spot. There's also the Sushi Lab in the theater district. They've they've done a nice job as well. I guess I feel like I can go on City Winery always does. Actually, last year City Winery did um, pop up igloos in Rockefeller Center, like in their plaza area. Mm-hmm. That was cool. I'm hoping they'll do the same this year, but I haven't heard that they are, but I think it could be a really fun thing to do. Any good hot cocoa places? 
Oh my God. Yes. There are so many good ones. Um, my personal favorite is Marie Bell in Soho. They may have other locations and they do like shipping and, and all that good stuff, but they're, Aztec hot chocolate was so good. And they also have like a, a white chocolate, hot chocolate that's a little sweeter and is amazing. Like they're not sponsoring this, but I love them so much. <laughs> um, and then there's also Maman. Someone actually told me they think it's Mama, but I don't speak French, so sorry. Um, but they do a lavender hot chocolate that's amazing and very soothing. That was like my favorite part of working in Soho was being in walking distance from both of those places. I had a lot of hot chocolate last year specifically. What's another good spot? Oh, there's actually one that recently opened that's good. I wasn't able to check it out, but someone else on our team did. Um, I guess they're famous in Paris. Angelina. It's a French patisserie. Ooh. Angelina. Yeah. Our coworker, um, or my coworker, excuse me, was super excited when they opened. So I think that's something that everyone should check out. They opened recently too, so a fun new spot that people could check out. Um, There's also Martha's Country Bakery in Williamsburg that they do like a red velvet hot chocolate. So that's good. And then there's like the classic Dominic Ansel that always does the one with like the flower marshmallow that opens up with the heat mm-hmm. of the hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. There's the chocolate room. So there's a lot of hot Many places. It's so exciting. Exciting. I think of like one place to get hot chocolate here. Like, yeah, there's <laughs> one, actually another one, I guess I keep saying like there's one, but there's actually like a lot of them, uh, Bibble and Sip. And they have, other good pastries there as well. That's just like a good spot to go to and check out. I think it's also in Midtown, so I don't get there often, but I have gone in the past and do recommend it. My, my family goes every time they come to visit because my sister mm-hmm. loves it there. So Ooh. I recommend. Is there anywhere that does like a hot chocolate flight? The only thing I can think of that's like kind of close to that is um, it's actually not close to that at all, but they, it's a place <laughs> that does hot chocolate in mousse form like a hot chocolate mm. mousse but they serve it Yum. like a glass um mm. it's blue stripes it was actually i think like one of the pre i i forget if it's like max or brenner from max brenner i don't mm. know if you guys are familiar with that it's like been around for a while it's everything chocolate like they do chocolate martinis and just everything is super chocolate but anyway i guess the owners broke up at some point and now one of them has this blue stripes that makes really fun hot chocolates and everything in chocolate form but this is like the most fun I think is that mousse hot chocolate that sounds so good because I love chocolate pudding which sounds like I get it a lot but I don't (laughs) but it's really good when I do have I don't know when do I have chocolate pudding I don't like chocolate creme brulee reminds me of that Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be good. You're trying to cover for yourself now. I have a bunch of snack packs in my my pantry. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Question. This is totally, it's not really on topic, but 
Levain cookies. Is it worth it? They're worth the hype. Um, I used to like, I would only wait in line at their original location when my family came because that was like a big thing. Every time they would go back with a bunch of cookies for like their coworkers and just everyone that was like their little gift from New York. But then last year they opened a couple more locations around the city and I definitely frequented there. Actually, when quarantine began this year and there wasn't really a lot of places open, almost nowhere except for like some food spots only for takeout, Levain had the longest line. It was like Levain and the grocery stores. That was it. Everything else was like just, you know, regular day. It was actually pretty dead because everyone was just at home during that time specifically. But not Levain. Levain really thrived in that in that time. So Wow. Gotta be good at it, if you're good at one thing. Yeah, I mean it really got it seems like it really got New Yorkers through the thick of it. You know? <laughs> they really comforted us with their cookies. Yeah, they always pop up on my like explore page and I'm like, holy shit, they look so good. So everything good. is like their banana bread. Yeah, no, they, they crush it. Okay. It's worth the hype. Okay. Should we move on to things to do. But yeah. There's a couple things to do. There's a couple things to do <laughs> this year. things to do in New York. What about ice skating? Obviously, the Rockefeller Center ice rink is open already. Do you uh, recommend so- going there like for, for as an experience if you – I don't know. If you're visiting one time, is it like worth that experience or would you rather go to like Central Park? So typically, I'd probably say it's not really worth it unless you want that movie moment. In which case, I mean, I'm sure so many people do, and that's you know why they go. But there are like other really great ice skating rinks in the city. But I think this year specifically, because like Rockefeller Center, the Christmas tree itself, you do kind of have to wait in line and and all of that. It it's an interesting way of seeing the tree if you're looking to see the tree and don't really feel like waiting in line. Um, that's a more fun way of doing it. But yeah, I wouldn't say you have to go, you know, you can kind of like see it from afar and be like, oh, that's cool. But it's usually really crowded. Uh, I haven't been this year, so I'm not sure on that. But I imagine as we get closer to Christmas that it'll still be a bit crowded. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I would probably pass on ice skating. I don't know when's the last time you've, you've gone, but I went last year. It's it's hard. It is it was, hard. Yeah. and like falling not only is it embarrassing but it hurts you know oh I know I actually when I was really when I was much younger I must have been like six I was ice skating and I fell on my head and I got a concussion Oh no! so you're scarred you don't need to go anymore (laughs) so I faced my fear a couple years ago at the Bryant Park Winter Village ice rink which is also open this year actually and I still had some skills Okay. Like, oh, okay. I made sure I did not fall. That right. was like not on the plan that day, and thankfully I didn't. But um, but yeah, no, ice is hard. You don't want to fall on it, but it's a good time, yeah. even if you're just like clutching onto the walls. Yeah, I need <laughs> something to hold on to, or just like I'm literally riding on the wall. But you need like one of those walkers. Like, have you ever seen those? Like, I remember when I would go ice skating, and they would have lessons. There'd be like that little. Oh walk. yeah, yeah. That's what you need, Stephanie. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, but yeah, so there's the one at Bryant Park uh, Winter Village. There's also one at Brookfield Place, 
which is nice. And it's on the waterfront there. You can see Ellis Island. So that's that's pretty. Um, which other ones? The Vale Rank at the William Vale, I, I believe I might have mentioned. That's a cool one because it's on their rooftop. So you get really nice views specifically of the Manhattan skyline because it's in Williamsburg. Sometimes a little distance from the main attraction is actually even more beautiful than being inside of it. You know, it's like being at the top of the Empire State Building. You can't see the Empire State Building. So it's like, it's still a really lovely view, but it's always nice to see those iconic, you know, skyscrapers Mm -hmm. and buildings that make the New York skyline what it is. And that's actually the only rooftop ice rink open this year. Usually in previous years, Pier 17 had an ice rink, which had the lovely views of Brooklyn and the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, But this year, they've turned that into that dining space that we were just talking about with those little greenhouse mini cabins. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the only rooftop ice rink, Vale Rink at the William Vale. Check it out. Let's yeah. talk light displays. So where can we find the best lights? Are there specific neighborhoods? So usually down Fifth Ave, all of, oh, well, I guess not only light displays, but just like the window displays mm-hmm. are really nice through all the shops. Um, of course, the classic Saks Fifth Ave, you have to see that. It doesn't matter if you're a local or a tourist. That's just something everyone needs to see. Um also, Saks, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but probably if you were here during the holidays before, they put on a light show of their whole building that is so awesome. And they pair it, they, they pair the show to music. Um, and it's just stunning. Every single year, they outdo themselves. And it's right across from Rockefeller Center. So, again, that's usually an area that's packed with people because everyone not only wants to see the tree but they also want to see this show especially at night um but it's a hundred percent a must do Mm -hmm. if you're ever here for the holidays oh and then also sorry to continue with like the light displays macy's their window displays that's in herald square that's a great one every year and they actually do have meet and greet with santa right wouldn't that be kind of what it is um they do do that there but yeah, lights. So of course, actually, if we if we're talking about neighborhoods that do it up for the holidays with their lights, Diker Heights in Brooklyn. It's a little ways out, but there's a couple blocks there of homes that just do the absolute most in the best way with their lights. Like it's just I don't even know how to explain it. They have like life-size nutcrackers and like these Santa inflatables and reindeers and lights. And it's just like another little slice of the North Pole, let's say, um, Mm -hmm. in New York. And it's a bit of a ways. So like, if anything, this would probably be a good year to do it since there aren't all of the, like there aren't the Rolfs of the world open, but it's, it's worth a visit. It's just like light overload. And I think in a year specifically that we could all use some cheering up. That's just a really <laughs> magical neighborhood. Um, I mean, on the Upper West Side and Upper East Side, and honestly, kind of throughout, there's like little pockets of 
the brownstones that know how to do the holidays, right? I used to live next to a brownstone where they had like six mini Christmas trees all lit up, just kind of framing their house and like all these garlands going up and down all the windows and like wreaths on every windows. And it just really put you in the holiday spirit. So just taking a stroll through Manhattan. Sounds like you can get a little hot chocolate to go, spike it if you want, Yeah, um, maybe some eggnog or apple cider, and then just walk through. But do you think these um, New Yorkers, do you think that they decorate themselves or they hire somebody? I'm thinking if you're living in a brownstone in one of those neighborhoods and you have like six trees to decorate, I'm assuming they hire people. Yeah, yeah. Also, they're just like really tall buildings, you know, like I've never seen anyone like on a ladder putting <laughs> things up for themselves. You know, it's just like you wake and up. It's urban neighborhood where you're like, hey, Carl, we're putting yeah. lights today too. Exactly, exactly. There's no one out there like spotting anyone on like a yeah. – it just kind of is like from one day to the next. It's just there. I literally was would look out onto this uh, brownstone home from my apartment and I – never saw anyone actually do anything to it, but I would just like wake up in the morning. It's like, oh, Bianca, it was Santa's elves. (laughs) It must have been. It must have been. They were a little surprised for you. I just Googled the Diker Heights. There's so many. There's no way somebody did this themselves. So for those homes, I feel like, yeah, I think actually, if I'm not mistaken, someone who's kind of from that area had told me that if you're looking to like buy a house within those few blocks, you like have to commit to doing this. You have to commit to hiring an elf. Basically. Definitely. Like you have to commit to joining this yearly tradition. Like you can't be that house that's just not lit up, you know? So it's a commitment. You're committing at that point to this neighborhood. <laughs> but I love it. Like I think that's a fair request. But got to the point where like buses were going out there, like designated like chartered buses to take people on a tour there. And then street vendors, because like obviously there's nowhere to eat there. It's just a neighborhood, you know, you're yeah. just walking through a neighborhood. So then like street food carts were popping up and it just like became this whole thing that actually, you know, you feel bad for the residents of the area mm-hmm. because it becomes such a a bubble of like people like looking in and ooing and aahing and you can't like live your life. It's like celebrities for a couple of months. (laughs) Imagine that Um, celebrity for decorating your home for Christmas. But like, oh, stop the paparazzi. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, that's one you should definitely check out if you can, if you can make it out there. Okay, cool. Are there any like shows going on or just is everything, is Broadway still shut down? Broadway is shut down. Yeah. Um, There's been actually some interesting like walking shows that have popped up, um, but they're not really like Broadway shows. They're just, you know, off Broadway productions. Mm -hmm. So there, there are things to do in that aspect, but yeah, there's no Broadway right now. It's really sad. There's no Rockettes. There's no indoor shows. But people have been creative, like especially earlier in the year, a lot of the Broadway actors were putting on, or dancers, I guess, were putting on these shows in Times Square, just like 
no one was like asking them to do it or anything. They just decided themselves like, hey, look, we're not working. Like this is an outlet Mm -hmm. to get out our creativity and, you know, bring some joy to the neighborhood and such. And those were really nice and special because only really locals were able to see it because we really weren't having any visitors then. But, but yeah, we'll have to wait on, on Broadway shows a bit. That's really sad for for the artists because totally yeah. Um, okay, let's talk. More- yeah. Okay. Where are we getting some gifts? Yeah. So this year it's actually. I mean, one at least at Secret, we've been really trying to support you know shopping local. So there's not really, I'd say, like a set list of places to shop. Just kind of. If you're going to shop online, like be thoughtful a bit, of course. But in the city, there's a number of markets that aren't opening this year, like the holiday markets. So like Union Square isn't. The one at Columbus Circle, I don't believe, is either. That being said, Winter Village in Bryant Park is still open this year. So there is that little touch of the holidays that you could still experience in terms of, you know, holiday markets specifically. Mm-hmm. So that would be a good place. Grand Central turned their holiday market virtual. So you could still shop all the stores online, but you can't actually go into the space. But yeah, when it comes to shopping, those those would be like the main ones if you're really trying to stay in the holiday spirit. But yeah, it, it's mostly virtual. What is another one? There's like the, I forget the name of it, like Brooklyn Flea and like Third and Bazaar, I believe, which are just kind of more locally curated markets. Um, so there's that. But yeah, if, if you're looking for like the traditional holiday New York market, I'd say Winter Village is your best bet. Was there anything else that you're like, got to do this this year? Um, well, there are still a couple of things in terms of like the Christmas tree lightings. Mm-hmm. They even if like you know Rockefeller Center was virtual, you could still go and see the tree. They're still doing those like at the New York Stock Exchange, um, at Winter Village, at Washington Square Park. Those will still be a very like magical, enchanting experience of New York to go and see. So definitely, I'd say check those out. Other things, I mean, like for locals, there are places where you could do get like a rainbow Christmas tree. That's like a fun thing every year. There's a, there's a farm in New Jersey where you can buy Christmas trees of like all sorts of colors. They have like blue and magenta and like yellow. And so if you want an untraditional tree, you can do that. That's fun. Yeah. So that's a fun one. Um, there's like Luminosity, which is an outdoor like light festival for the holidays. So that's fun as well. Yeah, there, there's still plenty to do. I know like a lot of people feel that New York is probably dead right now. And though I don't encourage outsiders like visiting, if you are just here or, you know, are coming regardless or are local, <laughs> there is still plenty to do. The luminosity, is it like a one night thing or is it a span of like three weeks and you can go and sign up? It's for a while, actually. I think it might even run until January. 
okay. uh, like into January. So yeah, you can definitely sign up for that. There's also the holiday trains, the holiday train show at the New York Botanical Gardens. That is still happening this year, which is really nice. Is that for fam- is that like a lot for families or would we go there and like the three of us go hang out? So it is more for families. In previous years, they did like a night viewing that was like 21 plus. Oh. Um, so I imagine maybe they'll do something like that again this year, but but it is more of a family-friendly activity to do. But I mean, why not? Why wouldn't we go, right? Like, that's a fun day. Yeah, no, for sure. Next year when we come. When we're actually- yeah, for sure. Cool, cool, cool. I'm so bummed that we couldn't come there and record in person and hang out. Like- well, soon. Soon we will. And we can maybe like go to a few of these. <laughs> yes, that would be so much fun. Put up like a little photo collage with with the podcast don't threaten us with a good time oh yeah (laughs) i'll be in need of one after (laughs) after all of this quarantining absolutely anything else we want to mention before we wrap no not really uh thanks for having me i hope that this was insightful to some extent um and and yeah if there's you know any anything else you guys want to know about the city like feel free to hit me up. And where can our listeners find you on social media? Sure. So you could find Secret NYC at secret underscore NYC on Instagram. And then, you know, if you feel inclined to follow me personally and see what (laughs) I'm doing at Bianca.Bahamandas on Instagram. Sweet. Thank you so much. It's definitely got me in the, the Christmas mood. And I feel like our listeners are prepared if they do get the chance to go to New York this Christmas. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm glad to, to help. And now I'm going to go and sit on my couch. Maybe I'll make some eggnog, spice it up a little bit. Love go wild. All right. Well, if that wasn't a Tinsel Tuesday, I don't know what was. What Thank is, you guys. What is Tinsel Tuesday? I don't know. Just go along with it. Thank you guys so much for listening in to another episode. If you enjoyed New York and want more of New York, stay tuned because we have a whole lot more coming. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get this podcast, which is only Spotify and Apple Podcasts right now. Next week, we actually are going to be visiting the Low Country again with our favorite, Jamie Dewberry. Oh my gosh. She's amazing. She's a blast and a half. We'll go ahead, we'll go ahead and round up to two blasts. And thank you for listening. This was fun. Thanks, guys. Sayonara. Sayonara.